Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So I guess the question is sort of who planted this story? You want conjecture? Morgan told People Magazine. Let me tell you something right now, Rob Minkoff. You're in crazy director mode. You are seriously (laughs) storyboarding a movie right now. Another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Housewives episode for the week. We are going to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And uh, wow, do we have a lot to talk about? I don't know. Was this the finale that we were expecting it to be given the Kyle and Mauricio breakup? I think no. Like, have a bunch of feelings about Kyle and Mauricio. Like, obviously, it's unfortunate when people who seemed pretty happy all of a sudden things go left. That fucking sucks, especially when they've got decades into this. And, you know, in this town, people break up all the time. So, of course, it's unfortunate thoughts and prayers. Am I, like, emotionally invested in it? No, because I'm evil. But I do feel like... In the, like, housewives of it all, they're, like, mom and dad, right? So the fact that they're, like, breaking up, it just felt like, you know, like, I I can't, you shouldn't say, like, their divorce wasn't really giving, but (laughs) that's, that's how I'm feeling. I don't really know how else to put it. So anyway, let's get into the finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, Kyle and seemingly Kyle alone is planning the annual white party at SoFi Stadium. Erica Jane is going to be performing. Kevin Lee is going to be party planner. Who 
knows where Glenn is. Do we have an APB on Glenn? I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Is he sweating somewhere comfortably? That's all I need to know. I just need to know that he has a towel and a, and a polo on and he's sweating somewhere. Just fine. Did they have beef? Is this like another beef that we need to uh, figure out in Kyle's life? <laughs> What's going on? Where's Glenn? Where's Glenn? Erica says in a confessional as they're like touring the stadium that this is her return as Erica Jane, as though that matters. I'm not sure. And then I saw Kyle putting her Birkin down on the 50-yard line, and I thought, oh, my God, like, just kill me, right? Kyle is the queen of capital N, capital M, new money. And she's just, like, loving her life. Here's the thing, like, she tries to act like I'm having this quaint white party in the middle of SoFi Stadium, right on the 50-yard line or whatever the fuck. And somehow Lisa Vanderpump is still more ostentatious and me, me, me than I am. Because she asked uh, Keith, what's his name? (laughs) Keith Lee. Kevin Lee. If um, she can put white party on those, like, you know, those ticker things around the thing. She's like, yeah. Why don't you put your name? She's like, oh, why would I do that? And then she goes into this whole L- whole LVP impression. Again, like acting like you're somehow less flashy than Lisa. Lisa has never. Lisa might like get a pony and, you know, dye its mane light pink and, and then get on it and then try to make out with it and wearing matching outfits or whatever. But she's not renting out stadiums. We're always in the back of in her backyard or, or you can meet us down to Sir. Okay. And that's it. They're, like, lavish, but they're not ostentatious. Like, this is just ostentatious, girl. I would say you might have LVP beat at this point. Anyway, Sutton has her closing scene for the season. And this is where I'm like, I really actually love Sutton's track. I I actually do. My my stand card, I'm a slutton. And you can emboss that in leather. She takes her daughter Porter to a private jeweler. No, listen, walk walk with me here. Sutton says that she wants to show Porter that as women, they can do this. Apparently this is going to look at tennis bracelets that are like damn near half a million dollars. Sutton says in a confessional that her husband Christian used to be the one to buy all her jewelry, but now she's got the freedom to do whatever she wants to buy her own jewelry with Christian's money that he's giving her from alimony. Anyway, and then she goes on to say that all of the kids, you know, saw the effects of her divorce. She was down and not out. She was down, though. She did feel bad. And now she is coming out of it. Sutton, the concept store, is doing well. She's got the horse, you know, the the Amex cleared on that. Everything's going really well for her. So now she wants to show her daughter, Porter, I'm not just a housewife who sits at home and works on charity boards. No, Porter, we go to work. Now, again, we're inside a private jeweler that's so exclusive that they're in like a room that has a button that you have to push to get out of it, like as a security measure. I don't understand how this is teaching Porter anything other than like, the appropriate prices for jewelry, cut color clarity, the three C's. Like, what? how does this teach Porter to be an independent woman? Mind you, Porter didn't even get some jewelry. 
Sutton got some like $70,000 earrings for herself and they're like, hey girl, these 45,000 earrings that you're trying on, maybe we can get them for you next year. So, and mind you, like, what what's the calculation on $60,000? That's like a fifth of a month of uh, <laughs> Sutton's alimony. God help us. God help us. But like, Son, what is like the fact that she does not see any lick of irony in the fact that she's sitting here being like, Porter, you could be an independent woman. I just wanted to show you this. Okay, fall in love, have babies, never lose who you are, Porter. And then she says, you know, go out there and be successful on yourself and you can buy my jewelry. Like you can buy jewelry for me. (laughs) Sutton. I love her. I just love her. So then we get to the party and Kyle, well, the pre-party. Kyle shows up with the daughters to SoFi Stadium. They're just looking over everything. It's like 20 yards full. of. They're right in the middle of the field. Okay. It's a whole vibe. All white, white palm trees that cost $14,000. A dance floor that says Kyle in the Kylie Cosmetics font for whatever reason. Kevin, she asked Kevin, can you take my name off? Is there any way we can scrape this off the dance floor before the party? He's like, no, it's impossible. And then she says in a confessional, I don't understand why Kevin doesn't understand that this party isn't about me. Oh, because he's used to people who do make the party all about them. And then we hear this like voiceover of Lisa. Girl, if who is this party for then? It's not for me. Erica James seems to think it might be about her, but it's not for Mauricio either. Anyway, um, so Garcelle's getting her glam done before the party. <laughs> she tells people, uh, the, her her makeup people, that she was telling Denise Richards about Erica doing her Vegas residency. <laughs> and Denise was like, you can do that? And Garcelle says, what do you mean? What do you mean? What can she do? She goes, you can lip sync? And you know what? Million dollar question. Because didn't she get accused of that? Like, somebody posted a video of her lip sync. Oh, I cannot remember who the artist was. But the artist came back and was like, this is very disrespectful. You did not ask uh, permission. And also you're lip syncing, uh, you know, like on stage, like, you know, in a residency, not a karaoke sort of way. Um, She didn't like it. I I don't know what the beef was, but I know that the artist didn't like it. You could look it up. Anyway. PK apparently is on day 25 of his London trip. Quick question. Does the man have other clients outside of Boy George? Because if not, the math ain't math. And PK's not happy. Dorit is also not happy. Dorit's telling him, you knew this was on the calendar, this white party. You knew how important this was for me to have you here. And she says in a confessional that PK's saying he's starting to understand her PTSD better, but he's not acting like it. His actions do not show it. And then she says, I love my husband, but I'm hoping that something eventually can change. Me too. Like, what is he doing? What is PK doing? This doesn't make any sense to me. So back to the party, Mo shows up with Alexia's boyfriend, and this man is walking around like he not did not know one single thing about this party. He's going up to the bartender telling him, I think my wife is hosting this. He's like looking around like he barely even recognizes the people there. Like 
nothing. He knows nothing. Over in Erica's green room, Mikey's freaking out, okay? He's saying, we haven't done a performance like this in four years, so I'm just feeling the extra pressure of what our glam look is. Baby, sit down and take a little sip of water, babe. Like, what? (laughs) Mikey, I need you to calm down. What conversations were happening prior to this performance that everybody in Erica Jane Inc. got all hyped up and amped about this being like an audition for her Vegas residency, even though she already booked the Vegas residency. It seems like she feels as though if this performance goes bad at this private party, that they're going to take the residency from her. Like, is the guy from the pair where where does she do the residency the paris i've never been to vegas wherever she is like is the guy is is adrian maloof gonna be like cut the cameras dead ass and that's it for her like what where are the stakes coming from so the party's getting underway and kyle makes her like big entrance even though it doesn't seem like anybody noticed it but the who who plays there the lions the rams i think they said the rams the cheerleaders are there I believe there was a ram costume there. There almost were like more people as staff and entertainment for this party than actual people who attended the party. But anyway, Sutton is basically the only person that notices that Kyle's big entrance with the girls is happening. And she says in a confessional, where's Mauricio? We've been looking at him since for him since the memorial service. Where is he? Where he was was at the hot bar getting him some mac and cheese and some wings. So the producer has to run over and tell him, uh, your wife is coming out now. And he goes, oh, okay. So he, like, eats really quickly, and he, like, makes it to the end of the line to greet them all. And Kyle barely acknowledges him. He's like, oh, I love bean. Give me a twirl. He's like, I can't twirl on this dress, Mo. He's like, just give me a little one. And then they all just, like, walk past him. And he's just behind them like, well, you girls are slaying. (laughs) It is rough. It is hard out here. After that, Kyle runs into Jeff Lewis. And I guess that morning he had gotten himself into one of his million kerfuffles of the day, claiming that Kyle was on Ozempic. And she tells him, you need to fix it. And he's like, I already did. (laughs) I tell you what, I could not live for there are a lot of people whose lives that I could not live and whose minds that I would be terrified to be inside. I tell you what, like I used to be such a huge fan of hit flipping out. And I still do think that Jeff Lewis is very funny. However, his life is so chaotically up and down drama with this person, that person, seven people at the same time, big fallouts with people, people who were in his life and then they're all in and then all of a sudden they're all out. Like, I don't know how the man does it. I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to have beef with him right now. So let's move on. (laughs) Thank God we have our own lives, you know? Let's just say a prayer for that. So basically after that, um, what happens after that? Okay, so... (laughs) So the... Kyle goes up to Mo. And she's annoyed because apparently he had told one of their friends when they were asking, where's the white party? He was like, oh, I think it's in the parking lot. And Mauricio says, I don't remember saying that, even though he said it at the party and we saw him say it to this man. And Kyle's like actually very annoyed. She says in a confessional, I'm just like, 
really thinking that this is a sentimental party for our family and for me. So the fact that he would think that this party would be in a parking lot just means that he wasn't listening to me because we actually do see a flashback from the day before where she's telling Mauricio, we did a walkthrough. It was so cool. Like, and he's like, yeah, I can't wait to go. Sounds like really awesome. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. Apparently he was not listening to her whatsoever. (laughs) That being said, like Mauricio does feel like a guy who just like is, stoned and just says shit like he doesn't know what he's saying you know so I just personally wouldn't it'd be like okay here he goes some weird high thing that he said again he doesn't know what he says girl he doesn't know what's going on but okay so back to Erica Jane Inc backstage they're gathering up for a pre-performance prayer and Mikey they're all holding hands in a circle Mikey starts it up we haven't done a prayer like this in four years Y'all, he starts to get emotional. (laughs) Why are you crying, Michael? Why are you crying? Because you're getting your first check in four years? (laughs) Because you've been subsisting off of Erica Jane's old swag bag leftovers and Chili's gift cards since 2019. Probably sweating. Sweat smells like Southwest egg rolls. (laughs) It's been hard out here for Mikey. So anyway, Erica's like blah, blah, blah about all the ups and downs she's had and how she quit caring about how she looked and her weight. And they y'all are shady editors for popping up this headline from Screen Rant from January 2021 with Erica like looking straight into a camera, no makeup. And it says Erica Jane spotted with no glam and KFC amid messy divorce. And then Erica says, Had I not gone through what I went through, it never would have led me to SoFi and then to Vegas. Now we're 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 talking about like oh we we went remember when we went to SoFi, remember when I did SoFi? Like girl, you did a white party for the show that you're on, okay? Like let's, it's very cool, I'm sure, but it wasn't a thing. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can somebody tell her this isn't halftime? Not even a Super Bowl halftime. Like, not not even regular season halftime. Not even a playoff halftime. Do they have halftime during, like, regular games? I don't think they do. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't know. I assume not. Like, I don't know if, like, you know, Diana DeGarmo, no shade to her, comes out during a halftime game for, like, the Cowboys. I, I don't know. 
I don't know what y'all get up to. And like while we're at it, this is just a random thought. How do you become a like a I'm saying at sports games level artist like a Jordan, like a Jordan Sparks. Like how do how is she like the go to girl? And they're like, oh, we need somebody to sing the national anthem at this basketball playoff game or like celebrity basketball tournament. Jordan, somebody get Jordan on the line. She's already here. She's just waiting outside in the parking lot. How do you get to be that level? of celebrity of, of artist that's what i would like to know and what's the, what are the checks like you know what are the checks like for like a like a like a like a second round playoff game where you're singing the national anthem for the nba what, what's the check like for that and like are like like yolanda adams and like jennifer nettles are they just on retainer with the award show circuit in case somebody you know passes or they need to do a tribute to somebody in the like the country or gospel or r&b world like <laughs> i really be thinking about this stuff like how do you, how did yolanda adams become the go-to girl when somebody passes and we got to bring them home to glory. Like, how did how did she become that girl? Like, she's got an incredible voice. I get it. But, like, why is she the one that we're always going to? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm being silly because, frankly, I think this episode was kind of boring until we got to the mess. But let, let's get into the mess, right? Let's, let's wrap this up real quick. Before Erica starts her performance, they catch Janice saying, oh, look, Erica's about to go lip sync. Well, thank God those cameras are way back there. Oh, I'm being a bitch. <laughs> Shout out to her. I'm not sure. Why did we not really get to see the performance? Like, I'm getting kind of sick of this musical performance being the highlight of a scene, but we don't actually get to see it happen. I, I'm, I'm getting over that. And it seems like this would be the time where, like, I know when we're watching DJ James Kennedy DJ, like, they're not going to clear an Ice Spice track for the show. I get that. But, like, Eric is here. They're playing expensive why don't we just hear the performance as it happened? Instead, we're hearing Dorit being like, she was incredible, and Kyle's crying. We're just seeing people's reactions, and, you know, her legs get lifted up by some handsome homosexual man. And, like, why didn't we see the actual performance? That's what I would have wanted. And, again, it brings point even more so of why she was so nervous, because who saw it? Like, Maybe she was nervous that, like, Rob would ask her to be in a soundtrack for one of his movies. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know why the stakes were so high for her. So at this point, we're, like, halfway into the episode, and they're just like, let's just wrap up uh, the end cards with the ladies. Let's just get this out of the way. Of course, you know, we know Erica went to do her Vegas residency, ironically, at the same low, low price as a Denise Richards picture bundle on OnlyFans. $7, in case you forgot. Dorit is the only person who says anything interesting in her, like, wrap-up package confessional. We find out PK came home after, like, 39 days in London. And she says, My takeaway is that PK and I have a lot of work to do. No matter how hard I try, it feels like he's never going to take me seriously and be as present as I need him to be when I need him to be. And maybe he'll never change. But do I have to accept that he won't? Can I? I don't know. And then the screen says that even though PK came back, the real distance remains between Dorit and Kyle, who has not spoken to, um, they haven't spoken since December. So I want to like pause real quick because they came out with a preview for the reunion and it was a clip in which Dorit 
and Erica are talking before they're doing their glam and Dorit tells Erica she got a text from Kyle the night before and she's feeling very manipulated by her because we find out that um you know Kyle had been talking a couple times about how Dorit maybe overinflated the nature of their friendship and they're not really homegirls like that. Like, oh, we only went on one trip as a couple or as a family, you know, our two families together. And, you know, Dorit doesn't really like to do things I like to do, like work out and go on hikes and stuff. So we really don't hang out that much. And I actually, not to be blunt, but it was, you know, she was kind of over-exaggerating our friendship. And then Dorit says... Kyle didn't talk to her for two months, hit her up in this very long text message asking her to not talk about certain things, and you only kind of see scraps of the message, but it's basically just like, I've had a hard year, you know, I've spent 30 years with Mauricio, I don't know what my life looks like without him, I'm very scared, I've had a tough time, I'm sorry that I haven't reached out to you recently, but... You know, if you want to talk, I'm happy to talk today or whatever. But like, you know, we should get lunch if not and have a one on one conversation. And the interesting thing to me is that I saw many people in that com in the comment section saying that Dorit was a bad friend for outing this. And I'm confusion because to me, I would have done the same thing as Dorit. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie to you because from my perspective is you know, I don't hold a lot of things in the memory bank for housewives because I can't. So my memory of what Dorit was saying about Kyle were like slightly shady things about basically the fact she feels like Kyle kicked her ass out of the friendship group and doesn't want to be her friend anymore. They're not talking. Um, Nothing really overly harmful to their friendship. But Kyle was sort of positioning it in the message as though Dorit said all of these horrific things about her on the show and that that was like, like kind of turned her off from wanting to talk to her. But from my perspective is you go on an Amazon job thing to say that our relationship has been exaggerated by me. And then you don't talk to me for two months. And then a day before the reunion, you tell me that you would prefer that I not speak about certain topics on the reunion because they don't need to be talked about and like people don't need to know and blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And you're hurt by me. And, um, you know, we could talk if you want to. I would feel manipulated as well. (laughs) I'm not really sure why Dorit would be the bad friend in this case. And I'm being honest if you follow me on Instagram at everyone's business, but mine, when I post this episode announcement, tell me why Dorit would be a bad friend in this case, because I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm I've got a listening ear because I want to know. So back to the show, the ladies all take their classic end of the season group photo. And we hear Kyle tell everybody, I love you. And then the music does like a record scratch type of thing you know we were all so happy that day if only we knew (laughs) so then we get to a month later and they're making everybody do this like clearly fake filming because they obviously had wrapped of everybody just conveniently being at at home and doing what they do and oh their phone just happens to buzz 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 oh what is this oh my god kyle and mauricio have announced that they're getting a separation so crystal reads the phone 
or the People magazine headline to rob off her phone. He goes, oh, my God, it's in People? So then we see Dorit's reaction when she's talking to PK, who's still in London at this point, by the way. And she's telling him Kyle never gave any indication that there was something going on. And PK's like, yeah, that's really fucked up. And then we see Anne-Marie ask Marcellus. This is the most helpful she's been this whole season. Asking Marcellus, do you think that the People Magazine exclusive came from Kyle as a way to get ahead of what everybody else was saying about her? Which leads us back to Robbie, hip-hop Rob, telling Crystal. So I guess the real question is, who planted the story? My conjecture? Morgan. (laughs) Morgan was the one who told people that they were separating. So Crystal goes, Rob, you're in like crazy director head. Like you're storyboarding a movie right now. And Rob goes, that's what happens. And you know what? I'm team Rob on this one. Like, he's not wrong. He knows how this shit works. We all know at this point that People is the go-to outlet when you want to drop something, but you want to, like, hide it behind sources. And especially if it's a breakup and this, like, that sort of thing, you know that it's coming from that camp or somebody very, very close and trusted within said camp. Which is why everybody called bullshit a couple years ago when Erica tried to act like she had no idea that that L.A. Times expose was going to come out about her and Tom. Like, girl, clearly they would have asked you for uh, a statement, clarification, whatever. Uh, You knew. You knew. People just the same way. Like, who did this come from? storyboard it up Robbie Diesel get on get on your zoom get on an Instagram live and and let's talk more about your theories babe what do you know what do you know were you silent or were you silenced let me know Rob and then we see Sutton and Garcelle on FaceTime with each other and Sutton's like this didn't happen overnight you know and I think the truth is We've all known about problems in her marriage and leading up to this. You know, we've got the missing wedding band. Uh, She's working out a lot. The tattoos, the not drinking. I'm asking questions and I'm getting in trouble, but I think she doth protest a little too much. (laughs) And then she says, I think Kyle's been lying to us this whole time. And Garcelle says, I think you're right. And then Sutton goes, this is sus. Garcelle goes, what part is sus? She goes, the whole thing. Who taught Sutton that word? Who taught her that? So then we see one day later, Kyle Mauricio release a statement that says, in regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There's been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Let me repeat that. There's been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Although we were in the public eye, we asked to be able to work through our issues privately. And while it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support, Kyle Mauricio. After that, we head over to the Umansky Richards home where they make it seem like she's reading scrolling on her phone through tweets of people talking about like, oh, if Kyle and Mo don't make it, then who else will? And so Kyle tells us that when the news dropped, she was actually with Mauricio and the girls. So then Kyle says that Mauricio was focused on who gave the story, 
But she was much more focused on how it would affect the whole family. She started to see Alexia cry. Everybody got in the car. It was clearly very weird and awkward. Nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew what to say. Kyle says it just felt like the life that I knew was over in that moment. So Erica comes over in an outfit that I'm like 98% sure Gwen Stefani wore during her like Chola cultural, cultural appropriation days. Erica tells her, look, when I was going through my divorce, you were really here with me. You were supportive. So I'm going to do the same for you. So she tells her at that weed party, I'm apologizing to you for being not observant because I was at that party like down that y'all weren't having any issues in your marriage. So if there is something that I missed from not being observant, like I'm sorry for being a bad friend. So Kyle says, well, there really wasn't anything to observe because we were dealing with things privately. And then when Erica asks, what were you dealing with? Kyle's like, I mean, I just feel bad for even talking about this stuff because the hardest part is that there wasn't one huge thing. Then she says that there's been things that she's been needing and wanting more from Mauricio and their marriage, but she can't get it. And obviously, since the article came out, people are now speculating that one or both of them cheated. And Erica goes, well, what is the truth of that? And Kyle says, it literally has nothing to do with anybody else. It really is just about Mo and me. It's not about the family. It's not about another person or his side or my side. It's just us. So Erica then asks, well, has Mo acknowledged anything? And she's like, he's like the kind of guy who likes to pretend that everything's okay, which makes it hard sometimes. So then she like kind of gives the backstory of their relationship. They were total opposites. They met in their early 20s and they were always saying, oh, you know, if it weren't for Kyle, Mauricio would be dead because he's so such a risk taker. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for Mauricio, Kyle wouldn't take risks or she would never take chances. So then Kyle starts to cry and she's like, you know, it's just so disappointing. And I'm hearing all these people that I don't even know telling us like, oh, I believed in true love because of you guys. And Erica's like, what y'all did have was true love. Like, don't let anybody take that away from you. Fuck everybody else. Like, y'all know what went on in your relationship and keep it that way. So then we get to one week later. Now, okay, pause. That's now two times where Kyle has said, It's not anybody else. It's not one particular thing. Nobody did anything. It's a bunch of stuff or nothing and everything, everything, everywhere all at once, right? That's two that she said that. So now we're at one week later, back at Kyle's house. The girls are there. Farrah's coming over and clearly things have been like pretty tense since the article came out between her and Mo because now everything's so real, right? Mo tries to make a joke. He's up on the counter again. And he'd be like, Oh, I'm just glad it's not me. That's the one out there having uh, an affair. And she's like, yeah, for once it's me. And then he makes that face like, huh? (laughs) So he's like the human equivalent of when you like do a squeaky noise to a dog and they do that side head thing. Like, huh? Like, that's that's what Mauricio does. Maurice, um, so then Kyle's like, you know, I just feel like my kids were living in a fairy tale until that article came out. And then the rug went out from under them because 
Kyle and Mauricio, as it turns out, had led them to believe that things were a lot better with their relationship than what they actually were, which is like, well, let's expand on that. Were they asking about things and you were telling them, don't worry about it, it's not true, etc.? Or were they not asking and y'all were just like, we'll just like keep it cute and just pretend. But, and you know, like, that's the thing. The adults always think that they're pretending well and that they're masking it well but you always know you know like they always know so then kyle like once farrah gets there kyle calls the girls down like from upstairs to come down what oh they didn't notice this is what actually like i was like oh this actually made me really sad is that kyle's in the kitchen using the phone to call the girls down and she's standing behind her there's a sign that says and they lived happily ever after oh (laughs) oh it's getting me now. Memories. Anyway, so then they sit down. Well, Mauricio's not there. He's getting him a glass of wine. So Kyle's telling the girls, I'm not going to say anything right now, but I just want to let you know, like, this is going to be more of an open conversation. Everything you want to ask, whatever. This is going to be the time. So Mo gets there and he says, I think the most important thing that you guys need to know is that we didn't tell you everything because we tried to protect you. But, like, y'all got blindsided by this very public news drop. I'm sure it's pretty difficult. So we just wanted to make sure, like, we were open. If y'all have questions, feel free to ask. So Kyle says, I just want you guys to know that we have not talked about having a divorce. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. And then they go on, like, you know, like, there are no strangers to rumors, like, whatever. Sophia says, yeah, but all the other times, there are rumors about, like, dad or, you know, rumors that came out of nowhere. But this time, like, we know you're not having the best year, so... It was a little different. Now people are reaching out to us, and it just makes everything a lot more overwhelming. And then Alexia, point blank, is like, okay, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> this is like classic middle daughter behavior. Like, let's just cut to it. I don't want to do all these circular talking. Are you guys going to break up or not? Nah? Let me know, okay? What's what's good? So Kyle's like, well, we're going to use this opportunity while we're so busy to take some time apart, and all the girls were like, so you're going to be spending more time away from each other to work on your relationship. And Kyle was like, no, well, we're going to be under the same roof. And Mo goes, uh, not necessarily. (laughs) 
And then kind of like tries to clean it up, but she basically just say, says the th- same thing. I'm like, we're going to be under the same roof. Like we didn't want to leave, but if being under the same roof doesn't work out, then, you know, we'll go to the next plan. So then she looks over at Portia and asks her, are you okay? And Mauricio goes, well, what's wrong, Portia? <laughs> what do you think is wrong? What do you think if I'm okay? Like, y'all have entirely too many teenage girls that have run through this house for y'all to be looking over at this 14-year-old, 15-year-old girl and be like, are you okay? You know she's not okay. And you know you're just going to make her cry, which is exactly what happened. Poor sweet Portia just crying and Kyle's whispering to her like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. So then Kyle says, we're not broken. We're just bent. We're still a family. We always will be. We always will be. And then all the girls are just dabbing their tears. And Mauricio's doing the dog confusion thing. And they're playing this music that sounds like almost like the Succession theme song. It just was kind of a lot for me. (laughs) Just a little bit. I don't know. It was like... Like I said, it just wasn't like giving because I just we're clearly not getting the whole truth in a way that is. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, so in a confessional, Kyle's by herself and she says, I've come to realize that there's a big chance that Mo and I are not going to end up together. And a producer asks, what was the big issue with the two of you that you just can't let go of? Now, mind you, Kyle said multiple occasions now both in print and out loud to Erica. So she can't even do Dorit rules of say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Dorinda. (laughs) Because she did both. And I remembered. The North remembered. She tells the producer, there were things that happened that made me lose my trust and I wasn't able to recover from. So, what... (laughs) Y'all know I've been screaming about how frustrating I find Kyle's navigation of this uh, information to be. Like, she wants to say, oh, I, um, (laughs) y'all, I just had the realization that I did not even watch Potomac this week. (laughs) I completely forgot. I did not see it. One person talk about it. What happened? (laughs) Well, I guess I'll watch it later. But anyway, um, my my problem with Kyle is that she breadcrumbs this information and then acts like she doesn't know why people are curious or like people are being unfair to her by being inquisitive about her breadcrumbing information that is clearly leading us to a conclusion. So when you're saying there were things that happened that made me lose my trust and I wasn't able to recover from all of America's thinking, who did Mauricio fuck this time that it was too much for you? Right? Like (laughs) what other conclusion are we supposed to take from that, Kyle? And then you want to look at us like, why would you think that? Because you said uh, clearly he did something that made you lose your trust. What else would he have done? You know, let's put it all on the table, y'all. Let's put it all on the table. Let's get our e-cigarettes out like Alison Dubois and tell the damn truth. We've all been hearing since season one 
that this man's been hoeing and showing out there slinging dick to whoever he wanted as long as Kyle didn't look stupid. You keep your dalliances on the low and you don't embarrass me. That was the impression that I think we have all gotten of this relationship since we've known about this relationship. Whether or not that's true, we don't know. But Kyle knows that that's what we all assume has been going on this whole time. So when you say things like that, what other... <laughs> like, you're acting like, I don't want to get into what it is, but what other assumption are we supposed to make from that? Even if he wasn't allegedly doing all of those things, if anybody on this planet tells me my husband did something that made me lose my trust and I couldn't come back from that, either he stole your money or he fucked somebody that you knew. Like, <laughs> I, what, else, what else am I supposed to think, babe? What are the other theories? Let me know. Or he got somebody pregnant. That was the only third option. And then you want to act like we're crazy for being like, what's going on, girl? And you're like, what do you mean what's going on? So I don't know. And, And shout out to the producers for not like truly protecting Kyle in a way that they could have. Um, by first showing, you know, footage of them in the better times, you know, Portia's birthday, they're in love on Valentine's Day, they're putting the lock on the bridge in Paris with their initials on it, saying they're going to come back and show the girls one day. And then it's like, Kyle with her lesbian lover. (laughs) Mauricio, singer Anita, holding hands and... Ooh, we're going to see. I, I'm I'm interested to see what happens at the reunion. Dorit already teased that there was a quote-unquote subtraction that was made at the end of the reunion and that something unprecedented never happened before in Beverly Hills history, reunion history. Um, and yeah, it sounds like Kyle quit. Oh, also in that uh, message to Dorit, she said something like, you know, filming, uh, there were a couple of mentions of like, I don't want to lose, lose our relationship because of, you know, R-H-O-B-H, even though that's the only reason why you guys are friends, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, but then something about like, I don't know if I can do this show anymore. Like it's becoming very toxic for me and I don't think I can do it. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm, I'm thinking we're saying goodbye, Kyle, like permanently. So, all right. All right. With that, we're going to be talking about the Real Housewives of Miami, the Southern Hospitality trailer reunion, and uh, the Traders on Monday. And also, y'all, it's my birthday week. My birthday's on Tuesday. So because of that, there might be a slight schedule change with like Vanderpump, um, et cetera. Because one thing about me is I'm not going to be doing anything. Okay. So, um, we're going to be talking about Love is Blind. I'm going to be having special guests, Rachel and Desi from Hollywood Crime Scene. Um, that'll be up next week. We're talking Wendy Williams on the Patreon on Wednesday. So watch that. The episodes are tonight and tomorrow on Lifetime. And what else? If you want to, like, you know, celebrate my birthday, you don't follow me on Instagram at everyone's business but mine, that would be awesome. Um, you can follow me on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. 
podcast. I just mentioned that. New episodes every week. And um, anything else? Happy birthday to me. Okay, I'm giving myself a little pat on the back. You hear this? All right, here we go. With that, you guys, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.